0: episode of cinema demore i'm one of your hosts justin i'm here with chuck we're doing genres every month and we just got done with true crime but we fit in a holiday which is really not a strong holiday movie it's just titled and the same day happens over and over again we're talking
1: about groundhog day i mean it's the strongest holiday movie it's all about the holiday he's hanging out with the with punks of tiny I will say, though, before we get
0: completely into it, as you said, we recorded our Killers of the Flower Moon episode before they announced the Oscars. It got a few nominations, like you said. Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Best Picture, Martin Scorsese for Directing. It didn't get writing, and Leo did not get a nomination today.
1: Rough day for him.
0: They just hate him, I guess. I can't catch a break.
1: Yeah, he's trying. (laughs) Only so many movies can get nominated. It's a great way to put it. That's a little surprising, I guess. I thought it would have gotten a little more, uh, a little more.
0: It got music. I didn't mention that score.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great score. You could pick up on that
0: thing. That's why you have a movie podcast. Yeah, it's
1: almost like we watch movies all the time.
0: Yeah, you have a good sense for these things. But uh, yeah. I just thought I would interject a little bit with Killers of the Flower Moon. We'll be moving on to Cyberpunk next week it starts next week february will be our cyberpunk month but for now we're just doing groundhog day because it fell on a friday and it was perfectly between our two themes and when something's perfect you just have to go for it that is true welcome back pod people to another episode of cinema De More. i'm one of your hosts justin i'm here with chuck we're doing genres every month and we just got done with true crime but we fit in a holiday which is really not a strong holiday movie it's just titled and same day happens over and over again we're talking about groundhog day
1: i mean it's the strongest holiday movie it's all about the holiday he's hanging out with the with Punk phil
0: i will say though before we get completely into it as you said we recorded our killers of the flower moon episode before they announced the oscars he got a few nominations, like you said: Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Best Picture, Martin Scorsese for directing. It didn't get writing, and it, Leo did not get a nomination today. Rough day for him. They just hate him, I guess. I can't catch a break.
1: Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> Only so many movies can get nominated. It's a great way to put it. That's a little surprising, I guess. I thought it would have gotten a little more, uh, a little more.
0: It got music. I didn't mention that score.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great score.
0: You could pick up on that thing. That's why you have a movie podcast.
1: Yeah, it's almost like we watch movies all the time.
0: Yeah, you have a good sense for these things. But I just thought I would interject a little bit with Killers of the Flower Moon. We'll be moving on to Cyberpunk next week. It starts next week. February will be our Cyberpunk month. But for now, we're just doing Groundhog Day because it fell on a Friday and it was perfectly between our two themes. And when something's perfect, you just have to go for it. That is true. Chuck, I'm having deja vu. I think we just already said all this stuff that we just said. I mean, maybe. All right, let's try to start fresh again. We didn't even start talking about Groundhog Day yet. We just got, we went over the Killers of the Flower Moon like twice. Oh my God! Sorry, listener. Sorry you had to hear that twice. We'll uh, we'll try to make sure that that doesn't happen throughout the episode. That would be really annoying if you had to keep hearing the beginning of the same episode over and over and over again.
1: That would be a problem.
0: But yeah, we're going over Groundhog Day, 1993. Harold Ramis takes place in the lovely city of uh, Woodstock, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be Punxsutawney. I guess it's believable. It doesn't really, yeah. it does kind of look like this area. I could buy that it's a yeah. Pennsylvanian town.
1: Who's ever been to Punxsutawney? Come on. All they've got is the groundhog. No one else goes there for any other reason. You I wouldn't think know Bam that.
0: Margera concerned. lives there or something.
1: I don't think he's that far because he was more Philadelphia.
0: Really? I thought he was in Punxsutawney or right outside Punxsutawney, but maybe you're right. This is our big Pittsburgh movie. It has one shot of Pittsburgh. Well, I guess it's got two, but they're all from a helicopter. And I guess whoever the hell is driving the van in that shot on the parkway, which I looked it up to even think, I was like, is that even the right direction to go? The Punxsutawney? (laughs) They could have been going either way. So I say it's fair game. But they're the Action 9 news, WPBH, made up. We don't have Action 9 news. We have Action 4 news, so maybe that's what it was mocking.
1: I I don't know the news. I, last time I watched the news, Joe DiNardo was still uh, weathercasting, and I'm pretty sure he's dead.
0: You know what? Uh, just give it a few more years, Chuck, and you'll be into the news. You're already in the dateline. Yeah. The news is just around the corner.
1: I Yeah. Uh, trust me, I hear from some of my coworkers, like, have you seen the new weather lady? She's better than the last weather lady. And I'm like, uh, what? They're like, I was watching the weather. Sorry, Chris. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Multiple people at, at work. And yeah, they're all, they're all older guys. And I was like, you're actually watching the news. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's on. And you know, ah, that lady's there talking about the weather. So, you know, I'm watching it. Yep.
0: They're the people on Facebook that just respond. Beautiful.
1: To everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking good today
0: this movie is insane Uh, i don't know if it is the first time loop movie but it's definitely the movie that anytime there's a time loop everybody's like groundhog day it's just like groundhog day if you have a time loop and you whatever like happy death day it's like it's groundhog day meets a slasher film everything's groundhog day so this is a, a huge staple in time loop cinema I guess it set the stage. I don't know if there's anything yeah. before that. There might be like a twilight zone or something, but nothing that tackles it the way this one does.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, there's other um I know there's other movies that have done like some sort of loop, but yeah, nothing to this extent of just of repeating that this much in one film. I mean, they what are the estimates are that it's somewhere around like 40 years that he would have to be living. ...to have mastered all the skills that he mastered. I
0: actually saw a a thing that was, like, longer than that. Because they said, okay, okay, this movie's death is a comedy. It is funny throughout. It does get pseudo-serious, though, you know, when we get into the bouts of depression and stuff like that. But there was an article a few years ago that was, like, how long it would take him to learn all the skills that he learned. they estimated, like, maybe he was in a a 10,000-year loop or something. Which isn't unbelievable, but yeah, I think that would just be, uh, that becomes a horror movie really quickly if you just can't get out of the loop. You're just destined to be in this loop forever. He's uh, Phil, our main character, Phil Connors. Like the Groundhog Phil, right? <laughs> he's tired of, he's a weatherman at Action Nine News, and he's tired of covering shitty stories like Groundhog Day, which he's been covering for the last. He said this is going to be his fourth year. Little did he know he was going to have to repeat that day forever.
1: And that's four years too much We to are mm. talking about that groundhog.
0: Yeah, I feel like
1: maybe if
0: you're in the area going to see Phil the groundhog for, you know, one time might be interesting to, be, to say, hey, I was there. I saw him. Because, you know, they, how often uh, are people out here for that?
1: They had a thing I saw today that PETA offered... Uh, I, I guess the town or something to make them like a giant gold coin that they could flip instead of uh, instead of, like basically being like release the groundhog and we'll make you a giant commemorative coin and it's it, it, instead of like heads and tails it has like a snowflake on one side and like a flower on the other side and it's just like it's a fifty-fifty chance, man. Just flip the giant gold coin. And... What
0: would be really funny is if they got the gold coin, but they made Phil flip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep the groundhog. <laughs> They they like smack the groundhog off the coin to get it to spin. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie as opposed to most comedies and hopefully if we get to the category of comedies, we talk about some decent things to talk about because I have PTSD about when we did Spaceballs and we just like, oh my god I, it's just parody after parody after parody and it's really hard to it's sum cool. that up in a discussion and at least with this it's it's smart, this movie actually really trusts the audience to to understand what's going on, and I don't really think that it's confusing, you know when you finally get to the jump cuts where he's where you can tell that he's attempting to do this task again, or he's greatly knowledgeable about the task, so he knows that we know that he's done this before, yeah you're not seeing attempts one and two and three sometimes you're seeing, like, probably, like, attempt 600 of this thing, and it's just like, oh, fuck, I made it all through the whole day and I fucked this over.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to find different ways to, uh, to occupy his time. Uh, you know, kills himself a lot. I don't
0: think he was doing that to occupy his
1: time. That was yeah, just trying you know, to end it. He's doing what he has to do. Uh, you know, I, I, he has some other fun. Robs banks. Uh, you know, goes, goes, uh, was on a joyride with the, uh, with those drunk guys in the, in the bar. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's 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 some there's some good stuff to it. I think maybe my favorite, I, my favorite of his suicide attempts is when he tries to take Phil with him. He kidnaps the girl. Yeah. And they're, they're just cruising around. <laughs> drives off into the quarry. He's like, no. It, yeah. After he's tried killing himself so many times, he thinks, no. We need to both die. It needs to be—it's a (laughs) pact of the fills. We both need. When the camera guy
0: Larry says he might be okay, (laughs) and then then the truck explodes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like never mind. He's—he's there's no coming back from that.
1: Yeah, he—he's not making it this time.
0: I don't know how many days have passed at at that point because we start on the first and we get to—they're there a night early. And this loop just, I don't, we don't know why it starts, and we don't technically ever know why it stops, which is honestly the best screenwriting, in my personal opinion. Like, don't try to explain all this shit. Like, it works better than him, like, bumping into a witch or some whatever stupid fucking thing they want to do to, like, put him in a loop. I don't know what it would be. A curse of some sort, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do prefer that they don't, uh... This is a movie that very easily could get... I don't know, annoying or, or just, yeah, ruined by just having something goofy or, yeah, like, is that, like make it, like, thinner or something like that. Like, oh, he ran yeah. into,
0: he ran into <laughs> a Loop-de-loop. Witch. You're like, yeah. what? What does that mean? He just, like, yeah. loop forever. Yeah, I even like how this movie takes its time to even explain, like, some of the more nuanced part of the roles. Like, it's not until later in the film that he's explaining Andy McDowell's character Rita, that the loop is at six o'clock. Like every time at six o'clock, everything resets. I kind of wish we could see it because there's really a cut. There's really no special effects whatsoever for the time for the time loop. Like they don't show him in bed with Rita, and then like she disappears. It's just he could have fell asleep again for all we know. But the gist of it is. Even if he stays up until 6 a.m. the next day, he's just right back in the loop. And you're talking about him killing himself. If he kills himself or he dies, he's dead until the it's 6 a.m. again. Then he loops back to life because it is interesting that we do get a few shots of him post-death. When The first time, I think, is when he uh, electrocutes himself with a toaster. You just have the point of view of the yeah. bed-and-breakfast owner, like, like what the hell happened and yeah the we do players. see him in the morgue so like he's ooh, it doesn't just loop constantly with him like apparently there's that thing <laughs> i don't know they should do like a sequel where they're like actually all the realities happened and now it's <laughs> and now it's just split into the, uh, thousands of different realities
1: the sequel would reveal that it was uh ned ned ryerson <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes sense. He was uh, controlling it. Ned <laughs> Needle the head. nose,
0: Ned the head,
1: Bing. <laughs> Watch that first step; it's a doozy.
0: Yeah, I I kind of feel for Bill Murray's character Phil in this. I he's very cynical, but I I would think yeah. I would be very cynical in the this, this same situation, dealing with all those people. Yeah, I guess they, that's a good arc I mean, for him. He kind of goes through, I, I don't know. The, like all these different he goes through the, like the all the stages of like uh denial denials. like what you get first and then he gets uh to the acceptance side of it i also like too the movie doesn't even though that we know that it's repeating it's only really between like the first day and this the first repeat where things are almost happening exactly the same and then they just start cutting to different times like he starts doing different things or they're showing things that we know is a repeat of that day but we hadn't seen it from that perspective before. And obviously it starts building up as he starts knowing every single person in the entire fucking town. And kudos to him to find how to make everybody like him in one single day. <laughs> and know him by
1: name and everything. That uh, yeah, yeah cuz presumably yeah, he had to learn all the all the information about the people on various days, but then to get that last day where everybody everybody's at the party and knows them you have to go up to every single one of those people and be like like, let's make a connection
0: it is funny because it's like day one is yeah the denial day where he thinks it's like a joke where he's like what is going on until he gets to the point where he's asking strangers and they're like yeah today's February 2nd then the third day is like come on really and I think we get maybe to a fourth day that's actual before we really start jumping far in time because it's when he starts to Try to seduce Nancy Taylor, not the Nancy Taylor. Me and you know Chuck by having all this information about her and and kind of using it to his advantage. So he really does start off to be quite the, quite a scumbag, and <laughs> it works for him. We know that he's done this with at least two women because we see him. You know, whenever he's after he's robbed the bank and he's dressed like Clint Eastwood. And and that's the first indication of, like, a huge time jump because he says that he's seen the movie a hundred times, so, you know, he's already at least went through a hundred days.
1: Yeah.
0: Or there's something that he did, and they're like, how did you learn that? Oh, uh, throwing the card in the hat. How, how long How long does it take you to learn that? He's like, it takes you roughly six months, but you got to be doing it every single day for, like, five hours.
1: Well, it's like, a, what, it takes, like, ten thousand hours to become a master of any skill or something so for everything that he everything that he learns it has to have taken him at least ten thousand hours and yeah what well, yeah so if you're thinking yeah he can only if he practices like five to six hours a day really starts adding up there
0: what if that's when you broke out of the loop <laughs> you're like practicing piano yeah. for the 500th time phil why didn't you do your work today at the <laughs> why did you just skip out on Groundhog Day festivities be like, oh, I was in a loop. I didn't, or like the day that you robbed the bank, like that, that's the day that you have to live forward with.
1: That's the thing that breaks the loop. It was all about you learning a, learning a uh, one skill, the piano. <laughs> Just one skill. Just that one skill. That's all you have to <laughs> Being do. Being a Learn thief, the piano, and and you're good.
0: At first, he tr- he tries to use it to his advantage, where he's using it to hook up with women. And then he tries to do it with Rita. And then from that point on, he gets depressed and he starts doing the suicide attempts. Like, there's a bunch of suicides. He he mentions that where he's like, I was stabbed, shot, poisoned, electrocuted. I hung myself. Like, there's a ton of things in there that we didn't even (laughs) see before he starts going around and trying to do good things. Like, he does pick up skills, but then he starts like, you know what? I'm going to just start helping people. Where he, like, helps, you know jack up the flat tire or he like saved that kid there's a lot of things happening in this town on one fucking day like there's obviously a major injury from that kid falling Uh, maybe the the one groundhog guy chokes to death because he seemed like he had to be maybe he's he somebody else would have gave him the Heimlich or something like that he just kind of did it for status or something like that then you have the homeless guy that (laughs) apparently has been dying every single night
1: He's got to save them all.
0: It's very eventful. Yeah, I don't even know if it is, like, saving saving them all. I guess that's kind of part of the charm for this movie. Obviously, he has to become the most selfless person. And when he's finally the most selfless person, that's when he's able to break the loop. He does break the loop, which is a major down. spoiler.
1: I mean, yeah, this has got to be uh, the inspiration for Lost. They watch Groundhog Day and we like, man... Getting a lot of lessons here. Getting a lot of ideas about about the uh the inner workings of people and physics. Time. I do
0: like how he, he even admits like he's like, I'm not a smart person. Like I, I couldn't possibly like but with time, time I can learn this. Like he learned, he, in in the course of this film he learns French and he learns Italian. Those are the only two languages I think we get samples of, but
1: he's a humble guy. He didn't say he's God. He just said he's a god.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not exactly wrong. You kind of do become a god when you are able to predict and see things like that. But then how do you feel about people, too, after they're in this endless cycle forever? Because, like, yeah, you can help somebody one day, but you got to choose to help them every day. Or there's days where you're like, fuck it, that person can die. Like, <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess you just get so tired of people. I think this was the last movie that uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis worked on together. I think if I'm remembering that correctly, I think they very much disagreed on on what they wanted this movie to be, and it feels like maybe it's a little bit more of what Harold Ramis wanted because I I think he just wanted more comedy, and Bill Murray wanted to try to be a dramatic star.
0: I I don't know because I don't know how many harold ramus movies i know off the top of my head but the last one that he did that year one with the caveman was like one of the worst things i've ever seen this is one of the best ones so this has to be working against him in some way i presume i don't know
1: so you got to know so many harold ramus movies
0: well i know he's done a few i i know i've probably seen his entire filmography but when i think of him i always think what multiplicity is him multiplicity I liked multiple. I'm a I'm a Michael Keaton fan. I even liked it as a kid, even though I probably wasn't picking up on the fact that all the Michael Keatons were having sex with Michael Michael Keaton's wife.
1: You know that happens.
0: And you can't make a copy of a copy.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's I think I feel like the most important lesson that everyone learned from that film is <laughs> that you make a copy of a copy. It doesn't get the. <laughs> it starts to get a little uh, less sharp.
0: I haven't seen that movie in so long. But, yeah, I think of him more so from Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, he was in this too. He was the doctor. There's a lot of things in this small town too. The, so the third day, and he's like, I I must be going crazy. And he literally goes to a doctor who scans his uh, does an x-ray of his head which is Harold Ramis who's like, I don't see anything. You Maybe you just need to go do a therapist. So he goes to a therapist, and the guy's like, I, I'm not really prepared for this this ty- <laughs> type Therapy. he's like I know what was it like abnormal psychology or something like that's yeah. his thing which I feel like would probably be helpful for Phil's case in this
1: yeah it's abnormal
0: do you think that the movie is kind of like a fantasy of what you would do if you were able to re- like know things in advance or had that much time what kind of advantages would you have if you were repeating a day
1: I mean yeah that'd be I'd probably, I'd probably do, I feel like I would do the parts where, uh, yeah, again, he's, he's robbing the bank, just trying to figure out all the things you could get away with, the small things here and there, like, yeah. Well, he says no
0: tomorrow, no consequences,
1: so. Yeah, yeah, when you know, when you know nothing's gonna be a problem, that's, yeah, that's, that's the part where he, uh, where he breaks the loop when they take him to jail for robbing the bank. It's just, you're in jail forever. You're getting life in prison.
0: I mean, I don't know if they, I guess they probably did catch him a few times. We just don't see it. We just see the perfect yeah. robbery.
1: It ha- yeah. had to have been the first time they might have caught him because he, he had to learn the exact uh, timing.
0: That would really suck to be, and, and think about it, you probably go through and forget something. You're like, shit, I forgot that. So you like fucked it up again. But get to get to that point of the day, to do the thing again, and to just keep, until you learn it again and again and again and again. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, when well you've got that much free time, like you said, learn some skills. Learn to play. the Well, piano. what's the drunk
0: say? He's like, he's like, you 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 don't matter, and every day is exactly the same, and you have no purpose. And the guys and the one townie is like, oh, I know exactly how that is. <laughs> Maybe it hits a little too close to home. Yeah. Uh, we do get. I don't know if it's his debut film but we get Michael Shannon he's like the hidden person that's pig now
1: he was just a nobody then
0: oh yeah he was just Fred (laughs) and the I like the very first shot that you see of him is like the back of his head he's out of focus in the background when you could see his face so it's nice that they bring him back at the very end to be like he helped them um, Phil helped them get everything together and they gave him the wedding gift of Wrestlemania (laughs) what a gift I know. I don't even know how he had money for some things where he's just like today I'm going to give the homeless guy all my money. Then the next day he's
1: like fuck that the homeless guy. He was he robbed guy. the bank for. He was just robbing the bank every day to give to the homeless guy.
0: Oh, you think he was always robbing the bank? That was, he was always Always what robbing he was the doing?
1: bank. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good day unless you rob the bank. That's just a you know, you can't have a piano lesson without robbing a bank every once in a while. Even though they
0: did they didn't shoot this in Pennsylvania. They all shot it in Illinois, somewhere. I don't know where Woodstock, Illinois is. I think it, I would just sound made up to be like, it's probably somewhere near Chicago. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't don't really.
1: Everything in Illinois is somewhere near Chicago.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they probably, I saw the Heinz catch up, so that was good enough. I I totally believed everything from that point on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it had to be.
0: So, some of be, the stuff with the, the money is like really funny too. I do like when he decides he wants to learn the piano because he hears it on the radio, the classical music, and the, the teacher's like, "I'm actually with a student," and he's like, "I have a thousand dollars." She just he kicks hit, she the, throws the kid out. out. Which yeah, just like over yeah. the course of like he learns, he learns Italian because he talks to that. What is he called? The guy Porky or something? That yeah. first annoying guy that he runs into in the day speaks to him in Italian. Then he learns the ice sculptures, <laughs> which probably took so much time and then we see that he's bad with the piano for a little bit, but eventually he's he's learned Bach. I don't know if he's actually playing Bach. I'm not that intelligent, but that's what his sheet music said
1: they, uh, yeah, I'm sure she uh she probably thinks she was the greatest piano teacher of all time, like I just started teaching him this morning, and he's already he's already playing like that.
0: After a while you would think it was a prank if, yeah. if somebody came to learn piano And they could play full classical music I'd be like you're, you're just messing with me right He even he evolves beyond that When he's dollars. on the keyboard and he's playing jazz He does classical and jazz
1: He always had jazz in his soul He just, he just needed to learn the notes
0: He just had to find it
1: Yeah The jazz, is, the jazz was always the...
0: Where did you learn piano? Well, my father was a, a piano mover <laughs> I don't think that this movie would exist the same way if they made it today, obviously. Weirdly, technology would probably get in the, the way, but I'm thinking like the, a lot of the suicides would probably not happen or we wouldn't see them the way that we we did in the movie. Which, like, it is really funny so when he does vulnerable. good... In- yeah, when he goes down on the bed and breakfast and he grabs the toaster with the toast still in it and uh, brings it up to his room. Also, when I was watching this and he... He takes... Well, we see that happen at least twice. Where he goes in the shower and turns on the water and it's cold. Who goes in the shower and just turns on the water? Uh, does anybody do that? Like, I turn it on and make sure that it's warm before I hop in. Do you, do you just get in the water or just get in the shower and turn it on? Because you don't want to be boiled or freeze
1: to death. <laughs> hey, he didn't care about anything. He was he was just ready to ready to get it over with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many of these things, too, are actually in Punxsutawney. The Pennsylvanian Hotel where Rita and Larry stay and some of the other places. I'm not really sure how uh, accurate it is to the area. Besides the fact that it's not the area, and we know that. But I also think they should have maybe... The only changes that I... Or things that... I guess not changes. The movie's fine, as is, But things that I would like to see is him trying to get out of there earlier. You know, does the storm happen at a different time if he tries to leave earlier? They're only an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh for him to not be able to make it back to Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, it really only shows him trying to leave that one time, and he just gets stuck on the road. The cops try to tell him to turn back. It's too dangerous. That's the very
0: first day. He's not even in the loop. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Well, he's in
0: the loop. He just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Yeah, the loop has begun, but... uh. He hasn't repeated anything yet. But yeah, you think like 6 o'clock in the morning, steal a car or something, and just leave. And can he leave or can't he leave? Or like, does he leave? He can get all the way to Pittsburgh, but when he wakes up, he's back at the bed and breakfast or something.
1: Always listening to uh, Sonny and Cher every morning.
0: Yep. Which is a nice thing when the loop's broken, and they play it again, and the DJ says something different like, Like, shit, that's what we played yesterday. Which, that's a song, that's not a modern song for 1993. I mean, if there's a popular song on the radio, I could imagine you hearing it every day at 6 a.m. Just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the whole week always starts with, you know, the new Rihanna song or something like that. Or here, if it was actually Pittsburgh, they'd be talking about the Steelers. And uh, how they didn't win every day. Every day, they just for for weeks after the game.
1: (laughs) It it already is like Groundhog Day. Even even in the middle of summer, it'll be like those Steelers. Why didn't they win that game last year?
0: (laughs) They'll just analyze it to death. (laughs) They'll talk about it forever. That's what they need to do. Yeah, some things I guess if you overthink it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like when they're trying to get back to Pittsburgh and that road has the car accident there, even if it was the blizzard, you think like they could try a different way or when that guy's very specific, the cop about going back to Punxsutawney there's a barrier, they can't even just turn around and go in the next street, so what is he how do they turn all these fucking cars around to go back to Punxsutawney or wherever the hell they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. or if they could get on that side of the road, you think they would just block it off for a little bit and just let cars around it, but now I'm just overthinking the logistics of <laughs> escaping.
1: Yeah, can't think too hard about this
0: movie. I, I mean, I imagine it should stay simple. Like, okay, I get day one, you could have the traffic accident so you can't get back the way you wanted to go. But I think it would be interesting if he could get all the way back home, but he would still wake up the next day a tawny. It's surprisingly kind of, like, sweet at the end of this movie. Yeah, it kind of has like a weird fairy tale esh ending where he gets to February 3rd. Maybe he's going to repeat February 3rd forever. We don't know. We don't know what's next.
1: Every day lasts at least 40 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm actually surprised that they haven't revisited this movie or tried to do another loop with him. I don't know. Like you said, or have another person do it, the loop. And he just.
1: That they've done so many other versions of it that they don't want to it's already been done too many times
0: i did see years ago they should they should make groundhog day too and when you go to theaters to see it it's just groundhog day like they didn't change anything it's just the movie groundhog day again but i mean i guess uh as far as holiday movies go at least you're picking up all the traditions they don't really go into explanation as to why these traditions are the way they are you just have a very cynical protagonist that's like, yep, this is the stupid shit that we do here, and I'm covering it, and I'm tired of covering it, Yeah. but Except I am very movie. much impressed that we got the Groundhog Day movie before we got the Thanksgiving movie.
1: They went for a lot of these minor holidays early. We had, we had Groundhog Day, uh, April Fool's Day got its own movie before Thanksgiving. Did, Mother's you know. Day. Yeah. It I don't know if there's a Father's for, uh, Day,
0: but there's the Father's Day segment in Creepshow.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's there. Yeah, no one, no one can figure out Thanksgiving until Eli Roth came along.
0: Was there a Father's Day movie with Tim Allen?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Could be wrong. We had our Black no, Friday no, movie uh, with
0: Jingle All the Way.
1: Is it called Father's Day? I'm thinking of the movie with. Uh, there's a movie with Robin Williams and? I think that's yeah, what I'm thinking, like thinking of
0: too. Fun. There's two, two actors and they're both they both think they're the father of a kid.
1: Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. It's Robin Williams and I feel like maybe Richard Dreyfus. I like I
0: <laughs> And I feel like it's called Father's Day or something.
1: I I also feel like it's called Father's Day, but I'm sure I'm sure as soon as I look <laughs> it up it's going to be like it's not called Father's Day at all. I mean, he wasn't world's greatest dad, but that's still not the... that. The film world's them.
0: greatest dad is the perfect Father's Day movie. If you're with uh, your dad, yeah. find fathers or uh, the world's greatest dad and watch it with him on
1: Father's Day. Uh, yeah,
0: hands down, uh, a classic. <laughs> you won't be disappointed.
1: It'll make you think uh, think better of your your father. Probably, when you see this <laughs> father. <laughs> yeah, it is called Father's Day. There's Billy Crystal, <laughs>
0: Richard Dreyfus. Which I like. Yeah. I don't. I'm like when I think of Richard Dreyfus, I think of like Close Encounters, Reitman, Jaws, so and then he yeah. like doesn't do movies
1: anymore. He's like not yeah, in yeah. anything. So yeah, it's got a uh, it's got a Ghostbusters connection there. It's got a Harold Ramis connection.
0: Did he direct it?
1: Ivan Reitman directed it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was a critical and commercial failure. That's the <laughs> that was that's the main point that I'm being told by uh, Wikipedia. I don't remember it being. a Who's very, the kid in it? A very good, good movie. I just like—I can I remember watching it probably when I was a kid a lot. But I don't even think that—I uh, don't even think the kids even anyone that's like known Charlie Hofheimer.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: Oh, he's known for his role as Abe Drexler on Mad Men. If you're gonna like rack your brain for that deep cut.
0: I know. I'm trying to think of if I know that character. I'm. Is that a reoccurring a very, character?
1: I don't think so. It's probably a very minor character because it doesn't have a link on on Wikipedia either. So it was probably like a, it was probably like a one-time appearance in some episode. But that's him. Yeah, like, he's, like he's a person,
0: not... like a a company that's looking the higher the ad agencies. So they're yeah. literally in one episode.
1: Yeah, something like that probably. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess this movie is kind of peak Bill Murray. This and Scrooged when was Scrooge when did that come out
1: 86 87
0: so like that time frame this is probably like the end of those comedic Bill Murray performances before he starts getting into all the weird like lost in translation and those types of things although he technically is in Ghostbusters again and the new Ghostbusters so I guess I don't know history repeats itself
1: he's all he's all over the place he's never been he goes back and forth
0: Oh yeah, or like when he showed up in um, Zombieland, which was like the funniest part of that whole movie, because that movie, I'm sorry, it sucked.
1: I mean, he was in Garfield, and then in between Wes Anderson films, he's in Garfield, so it's like he's...
0: Well, you already explained this when we covered the Coen brothers, where he had that story about he thought it was directed by uh, Ethan Coen, but it was directed by Eaton Coen. Yeah. Which, knowing Bill Murray, well, I don't really know him, but just his sense of humor, I can see him making that joke knowing damn well that he's Garfield the Cat and it wasn't an Ethan Cohen movie. But, I mean, I guess it happens because recently, Greta Gerwig, she did Barbie, and she was like a... I mean, probably not as popular as she is now with Barbie, but she was like an an up-and-coming kind of art house filmmaker. (laughs) You're like... Ethan Cohen, he's doing the uh, Barbie movie. You're like, all right, I'm in. Oh, sorry, it was Ethan Cohen again. <laughs> that just sounds made up. That's like what a real name. Get out of here.
1: It's always Eaton Cohen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess this movie, it has some familiar faces in it, but for the most part, you're mainly just seeing the three main characters, which Andy McDowell was obviously big then, too. Like, uh, when did she do Sex Lies and Videotape? That was like 90 on the dot or something like that and now i don't think she's in anything her daughter is actually her daughter might have worked with ethan cohen in a movie that's coming out this month i guess that's my only little tidbit there but yeah groundhog day i think is a is a clever comedy with some very serious moments that i like the arc they actually give this guy like he has to learn to change himself essentially so it's kind of like an endearing story i think more than anything when he gets out of the selfish stage and he moves into the I'm-gonna-help-people stage, he kind of gets more f- more fulfillment out of that. And he, well, obviously he's, like, through his depression at that point when he's focused on I'm just gonna go around and start helping people. And then I feel like he he does learn a lot about these people. At first, trying to manipulate people, but then later on I think it's just things that he learned as he was trying to help them. You know, like the married couple loving WrestleMania and... I don't think he was trying to manipulate them at that point when he got that information, but there's obviously a lot that we're not seeing. I do like the scene too when there's at the bar and he's and he's trying to seduce Rita, and it's one of the advances that works. And he where it's like, let's get out of here, and that bartender just has that look like, you smooth son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, he just has that like, this guy's a fox. Hopefully, it's easy to find. I watched this on 4K. You know, that's the only way to watch Groundhog Day. 4K. You need the highest quality when you're watching uh, Bill Murray step in puddles and shit like that. The the explosion. There's a lot of action I guess in this movie. There's a car chase. They're on railroad tracks. Plays chicken with the train. I like when he's like, I think it's gonna get out of the way first. Goes back to those in, to Wes Anderson. We're like, how did the truck get lost? It's on rails. It's a rail joke, it's funny. Is it one of your favorite comedies?
1: It's up there.
0: Do you watch it every year? I usually do too. Every once in a while, like, when Groundhog Day falls on a weekday and I'm working or some shit like that, I'm like, I'm not putting on Groundhog Day tonight. I'm going to bed. (laughs) Again, we'll be back next week with Cyberpunk. We're going to be talking about Akira. I'm looking forward to that. I feel like that might be kind of a dense episode. We'll see. Only time will tell
1: out.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. We are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Bodbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.